when you're setting out to build uh, the relationship with the client, if you're talking about security from the early stages of, of, of the engagement and setting expectations around, look, security is really important. This is, this is where we're responsible. This is where you're responsible as of this engagement. When this engagement ends, these are the things you got to take care of because if you get hacked, these are the problems you're going to run into. If you would like us to do that, we can do that. But this is part of uh, uh, this go forward maintenance and sustainment agreement. And one of those things is going to be security. Um, so being clear uh, and delineating uh, the responsibilities just through basic expectation management is going to put you in a better position to succeed with your clients long term. It's not just with security. That's with anything. You need to have that open communication. But the discussion needs to start from the beginning. Again, security is, is, is a bigger entity. It's a fluid thing. It's bigger than just um, updates. Uh, but you need to align those expectations from the beginning with your clients. They don't know. You're the subject matter expert. You need to engage and, and let them know. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Christina Romero, coach here at WP Elevation and WordPress consultant myself here in the United States. I'm so excited to feature on the podcast today, Dre Armida of Securi. We're gonna talk about the mystery of website security and what you need to know to educate yourself if you're going to take care of clients' websites on an ongoing basis. We're gonna compile all this gold into an amazing download for you, uh, so stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome Dre Armida to the podcast. If you don't know who he is, then you might be living under a rock if you have anything to do with WordPress. Uh, he is the co-founder of Securi, a suite of website security products and services to help maintain sites. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Um, well, I am so excited to have you because I have some pressing questions for you. But why don't you tell us a little bit about for those who don't know what Securi is and what it what does it do? Uh, certainly. So uh, uh, Securi is a, a, a website security uh, service and company. Uh, we've got a suite, like you said, a, a suite of services that really revolve around helping folks um, kind of realize, understand, uh, and secure um, uh, their their websites. So the the the, the challenges that we find, you know, obviously, is a, there's a lot of malware out there on the internet today. So uh, when we set out to build the company, it was really a way to figure out if your site had been, um, you know, the integrity had been in, in some way penetrated. Um, so we would alert against any issues that were found. Um, uh, over time, we found that that's not very actionable. So we built a, a, a remediation. 
uh, capability to come in and, and, you know, when there was an incident, we'd be able to respond to that and clean it up. So we offer um, still today monitoring uh, of websites, uh, you know, to see if anything's happening. Uh, we, the cleanup of, of uh, the website, if, if it is compromised, um, as well as now we, we've uh, over the last few years pushed into more the, the preventive side. We've uh, created a firewall. Uh, a web application firewall that helps protect against any of those texts uh, and, and that bad traffic from ever hitting your site. Nice. Well, okay, so that begs the question then. I mean, why is that important now? Why is website security important now, especially with the popularity of WordPress? Uh, well, it's, it's always been important. I think, um, uh, unfortunately, most folks uh, don't realize the that that importance or, or the actual uh, uh, risk floor that they're dealing with with a website online. Um, you know, today's attacks, uh, which are in the millions daily, um, and you hear about these reports of these major websites getting attacked, um, uh, small websites. If you do any small research online, you'll see hundreds of people uh, talking about their website being compromised. And often they, they don't understand why. It's like, you know, we have this this uh, cupcake website or, we, we you know, we have a, a website for our dry cleaning uh, uh, business. Why are people attacking us? Well, it's because 95 plus percent of all attacks out there are opportunistic automated attacks, right? They're, they're not attacking because they want to come in and, uh, and steal that, you know, the intellectual property that your cupcake company is, you know, and maybe that's the case. And certainly there are targeted attacks, but, um, uh, you know, the high majority is, is uh, opportunistic attacks. And, and what they do is they're looking for these known vulnerabilities. They're using automated tools to come in and scan for the, the Internet at different layers uh, to see if these um, these vulnerabilities exist in your environment, and when they when they see that, they they inject some type of code uh, or a file, uh, something to that effect. So you take uh, command and control of your website, and and then that that may be something as simple as just some type of uh, uh, a file that allows them to come and enter a month from now. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time they they aren't really infecting right away, but they use that uh, website when it makes sense for them. So maybe they're looking to do a targeted attack on uh, the FBI or some, you know, huge, huge uh, government agency or company like Google. And and what they need is that computing power from millions of websites to go and do that attack. Well, by having some type of vulnerability on your site that's been infected or, um, or having that command control script injected into their site, they can now take the control of your site whenever they need to do that big attack. Um, yeah. But it's important because there's value to your website, whether you value it or not. Again, they can use that to attack other sites or um, even your customers, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the sense of uh, we've seen a lot, a lot in the e-commerce space lately where um, uh, you, you see these kind of phishing pages that are added to these websites. And when you think you're adding a credit card uh, to this site to go and purchase your, your product alone, that might not be the case. They might have had some kind of third-party uh, website or iframe or something like that put on the site. Uh, that when you're entering your credit card credentials, you think you're entering into the site that, that you're going to be purchasing your products from, but you're actually sending off that, uh, you know, personal identifiable information, all of your credit card information off to some uh, server in Russia, right? And it's 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 a it's a reality. So now you're putting uh, a really big um, issue uh, to to your clients, to your visitors, to your customers. Um, so it's there's there's obviously um, a brand um, equity issues to deal with there. There's financial uh, problems. Certainly, when you start to think about e-commerce specifically, um, you know you you stand a risk of being blacklisted by all the major credit card companies out there. When you start thinking about um, uh, PCI and, and some of the um, regulatory compliance issues that that come from it, so there's a lot of different problems and and, and reasons why it's important. Certainly. 
Um, and, it, and it's a real problem uh, today. Well, and I think that's our worst nightmare. So a majority of our audience are people who build websites for people, for other people. And we tend to, at least I encourage people to, to keep them up on some kind of monthly website care plan. And that's the worst fear. Like that's where my heart has started having like heart palpitations. Like this, you know, this idea that some site I could have could be compromised and the client, you know, being put in this like legal bind, like legally, like that's a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah. uh, one thing I would love to hear from you um, and we'll, you know, provide this to our viewers in the form of a download is some things that, you know, we need to think about if we're website consultants or designers or developers who are caring for our clients' websites. When it comes to a specific WordPress security, what are some of the things that we need to think about and we need to make sure we have covered so that you know none of these like absolutely disastrous things happen and we're put in this terrible predicament? Well, let me set the stage with a little bit of data that I think is important for people to understand that the, 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 the size, uh, uh, the footprint uh, here and uh, maybe some of the severities that we're dealing with before we even look at controlling um, our, our web uh, sites in a way that reduces risk. Um, there's 1.1 billion active websites on the Internet today. Uh, that, I mean, that's if you if you think about the size of that, that's. That's insane. Uh, and that's according to Internet Live Stats. I mean, we hit the 1 billion club here in 2014, and it's grown to 1.12 billion uh, over the last couple of years. So that's that. This just shows you the sheer size uh, of, of the attack vector here. So folks know this, right? They've got some monetary gain to attacking your site, whether that's uh, redirecting it to a Viagra site, whether that's um, having, having some type of um, pop-ups come up on your site, or, of course, using it as some, uh, some type of um, uh, mechanism or part of their botnet, larger botnet, to attack other websites. Whatever the case may be, that it's monetarily driven, and there's 1.1 billion websites active on the net today. So that goes to show you the power. Um, now, it's just websites, right? We, we could start talking about uh, your, your home routers and uh, CCTV and all that fun stuff that now is an attack vector as well. But um, uh, uh, maybe a discussion for another point. Right. Now. When you think about that 1.1 billion, about 33% of those websites are powered by some type of CMS. Okay, so that, that's not just WordPress, although WordPress is obviously the majority. 70% of those are so uh, are, are WordPress. But you're talking about a lot of websites, um, at least a third of that. So what, 300 plus million websites that have some type of software driving the the management uh, of this website, whether that's adding adding content or um, visual changes and so on. So there's actual code there that now can be it penetrated uh, and may be vulnerable and can be exploited for use uh, for nefarious reasons. Now, um, again, uh, 33%, that, that number kind of comes to play again. Uh, if you divide it further, 70%, uh, 73% of that 33% is powered by four platforms specifically, Drupal, WordPress, Magento, and Joomla. So those are really the big attack um, um, uh, vectors when it comes to content management systems. Um, and the challenge that we run into there is that most of these, uh, these, these sites do not have anybody to uh, engage in in making sure that they have some type of sustainable patch and vulnerability management system, right? So they don't have some type of maintenance and sustainment program. Like the majority of them are sitting there stagnant and, and they go out of date. And, and and that's bad for a lot of reasons, right? Well, the, the two that come to mind, obviously, one is the security implications there. The longer any piece of software sits on the internet, the, the, the larger the opportunity for some type of vulnerability to be exploited. 
because it may not be vulnerable today, but a year from now, certainly bugs happen. Like, you know, new features are added, things things change. So over time, uh, you have a, a higher risk of some type of vulnerability. That's that's one part of it. But when you think about all these stagnant websites that are sitting there that have no representation, no no ability to expand, no 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 way to iterate, um, your your clients losing opportunity. So you as a service provider are one. Missing the ball and being able to extend your relationship, which therefore extends your opportunity to gain, mm-hmm. um, uh, certainly uh, it diminishes the return for, for the investment made by uh, that client. So now that website's probably never going to realize its full potential. We've got to think about a website as a living organism. It's something that comes to life the moment it goes into production. That's not when it's over. That's when it starts, right? So we've got to think about how, how that all works and how it comes together. And when you think about companies doing this on their own, over 47% of the companies that are running websites on their own have no way of tracking open source code. So they're not updating, they're not they're not uh, changing things in an intuitive way, maybe to standards using, um, let's say, uh, WordPress's coding standards, or um, they're just hacking core, doing just silly stuff, right? Um, if you think about that number, I mean, I think that that's pretty telling about where that opportunity lies. There's a lot of opportunity in, for, for two things. One, again, to secure more websites, become a more responsible partner uh, with, with the clients that you're building websites for. But but two, the opportunity for you to come in there and, and really help maintain those properties, help them help them grow that. Yeah, you know, right. So you launch the site. All right. Does it do what? we hoped it would do is it gaining all of those conversions that we thought it would the, the day that we architected it I mean, maybe maybe not but if you're not iterating and going through that process and continually making it better uh it's challenging to understand that mm-hmm. the that i think the controls that i like to to apply or or maybe the the, the thought behind how we manage these things uh these things from a security uh, perspective is understanding that uh, security is not a, a continuous or not a not a static state. It's a continuous process. Yeah. We've got to continue to think about security from the day we start uh, talking about putting a website online to the day we take it offline. Right. So that's through the entire life cycle of the build, through the maintenance and sustainment part of that. And there's obviously various portions of that uh, that need to be looked at, whether it's credentials, whether it's updates. Um, and and I'd like to talk about a bit about the 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 entire stack because we we often get stuck on the platform and there's other security implications we need to think about. But really, it comes down to people, process, and technology, right? That's great that your, your clients want to take care of this, but do they have the processes in place to keep up with, with security on their website? Um, do they, they, they have the proper technology to do that? Are they scanning things? Do they have firewalls in place to mitigate risk? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but that's up to you to make, make sense of that. Mm-hmm. Totally. No, it's so true. And And honestly, you're making such a great case for what I say to people all the time that, you know, you're doing your clients a disservice if you build them a website and then just hand it over and, and you're not there to man- help take care of it and maintain it for them. So, I mean, what are some of the things that we we want to make sure we do? So we want to update WordPress. We want to update plugins. Um, what are some of the things we, you know, we want to make sure we're doing to at least cover that baseline before we reach out to some additional services? And, you know, what does a firewall do? You know, what do those things do? And where does that factor into an ongoing care of a website? Yeah, so there's a lot of different controls, right? I don't like getting into the, like the top 10 list of things and, and because we've been doing that, not just specifically, but as a community uh, at large for many years. And that doesn't fix the problem. I think 
what we need to consider is, yes, certainly those there's controls that we need to put in place. Okay, we, yes, you need to be updating your software in, in a timely manner because that's, uh, you know, it makes up for a, a significant portion of the attacks that come in, outdated software, but it's beyond just WordPress. You have an entire stack. So the the, the attack surface for for a um, uh, for an attacker to come in is, is larger than just WordPress or whatever software you're using. It's it's uh, third party plugins. It's services and, and integration points into into that um, into that platform. It's it's the web server software. So are you, you know are you are you running Nginx? What are you running there? Right. It's it's the database and whether that's um, that's set up in an appropriate way. It's that entire network, that hosting provider, is it set up in, in, a, in, a, in a way that makes sense to reduce risk? Um, how are you logging into your website? Um, is, it, is it FTP? Are you passing all your credentials in the clear? Um, these are all things that we need to be thinking about. Uh, are you logging in from Star, Starbucks where there's no secure pass, you know, secure mechanism, no encryption on that network where now all of your credentials could be, could be uh, gathered and used, used for other activity. Like, so we've got to be thinking more holistically. We need to be thinking well beyond just WordPress. Yes, we need to update WordPress. We need to make sure all of our software is up to date. But we also need to be very you know, conscientious of how we're, we're, we're connecting and passing files and interacting, um, accessing that, that data, accessing that software online. Um, passwords are still a thing. I mean, I, we, you know, we're in 20, end of 2016. We've got a week left. And we're still talking about passwords, like people using passwords. That's a problem. Right. Uh, it's the hardest thing is, is handling clients' websites for them because they can change their password. And then it's like password one, two, three. Um, that is so good. I'm so glad you said that because I think the hardest challenge for us as consultants when we take over websites is assuring the client and them saying, my website's not going to get hacked, right, by going on this plan. And you can't ever guarantee the site is ever like not going to be hacked because of everything you're saying there in terms of a holistic approach, especially if they're on a shared server, um, you know, and if they have any type of third party plugin, I mean, how you lock down that site to never be hacked, you'd almost take it off the internet. <laughs> that's, that's the only way, right? Is uh, to take it and, and destroy it, right? Get rid of it. Uh, there is no silver bullet, right? It's, the, the name of the game is risk reduction. And the name of the game is implementing some type of defensive depth strategy. Um, you know, one solution alone is is not gonna is not gonna give you the the best opportunity to reduce risk of attack. Um, the way that I like to look at it, and oftentimes people get stuck on the whole, hey, I've got these seventeen security plugins. It's amazing. I should never get hacked. And all the why why am I now serving Viagra? <laughs> well, two reasons. One, there's a, a certain level of um, insecurity and misinformation that's that's pushed through a lot of these these security so called security plugins. Um, so that's an issue. Um, and, and we can get into that. And that's a whole other episode. Mm -hmm. um, and, and two, it's likely you have these 20 plugins in there and most of them are configured incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So misconfiguration is, is a major, major issue as well. I, I like to, I, I like to uh, think they're pretty good at the whole security thing. I, I've, I've gotten okay over the years. I actually run one plugin uh, for security uh, on my, on my website and it's, not even the main focus of the plugin. The main focus of the security plugin, which I have installed uh, on all of my sites, is to, to just kind of monitor the integrity of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I've done some minor hardening things that's, uh, that's included with the plugin, like uh, killing PHP execution in, in directories it shouldn't be in, um, which, which is super helpful. That in and of itself reduces uh, uh, the, the amount of potential attacks that can happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the major ones that happen out there have happened uh, because PHP is able to be executed 
and directories like your image directories and uploads and stuff, which which doesn't make sense. Uh, but but I use that plugin uh, m mostly to, for integrity checks. I, I want to see who, what type of attempts are coming to the site uh, and what's happening on the site, right? So like, who published the post? Like, when was it published? Why was it published? Why was there a new user account created? That type of stuff is super important, and um, that's what I use the plugin for. Uh, that helps out a lot. But that also integrates uh, to the edge, and when I say the edge is outside of my environment. I have a firewall, and that's what the security firewall does. It's a web application firewall that sits on the perimeter. So you've got uh, the big giant cloud that we want to call the cloud, all this cool marketing lingo, the internet, right? Right. Yes. We've got all these websites, all these servers, someone else's server somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And people are, are traversing that, and there's traffic coming in and hitting your website. Well, our, our uh, firewall sits on the edge there. And what you do is you send all of your traffic to our firewall instead of directly to your servers. We check all of that. And if there's any bad stuff, we split it out and it goes away. Never hits your server. Okay. So now we've got some real defense uh, layers on, on the edge uh, that give you the opportunity to check all that traffic. Minimize. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a bit under the weather. I keep coughing. Um, that that um that firewall allows that traffic to be checked. So if they're they're looking for known vulnerabilities, um, and let's say your your software is out of date, mm -hmm. uh, we we uh, virtually patch it at the edge. We know that there's an update, right? Even if you're not updated, we can check against that traffic that's trying to hit the known vulnerability in the old software, and we stop it. The other thing that it helps you with is availability. There's a lot of the distributed denial of service attacks going on. Okay, there's um uh, and and. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's a, that's a big challenge. It's taking out the websites at different layers um, and um, it's just inundating with traffic, things like that. Well, we stop that at the edge. So it's never hitting your site. Um, oftentimes you hear these plugins that are like, yeah, we, we can help you with, with DDoS and we can help you, you know, with, with these things, but they're actually on the server. So all that traffic's already entered your environment. There's no really, there's not really a way to stop that once they're in there. So you've really got to stop that at the ed edge. So I think that the, the, the the, the best strategy to, to employ is defensive depth. That's, that's fine that you have application level uh, plugins and, and um, uh, security tools, and you need something at the edge. But at the end of the day, have multiple tools. It's, it's not one over the other. It's about using them in marriage, having layers, so that when attackers come in, even if they peel one, uh, one layer of that onion back, you've got other ones there to protect you. Uh, that's, that's super important. Uh, lastly, in, in, in that context, I think one, one area that uh, we, we often uh, get stressed out about is brute force attacks. Like, well, I had about a, a thousand people trying to log into my WP admin. Well, why are they logging into your WP admin? It's because it's available. They know it's there. So they're scanning the net, right? They're, they're scanning uh, and trying to enumerate usernames and passwords on known um, uh, WP admins, right? So block it all together. That's another thing that we do at, at the edge with the firewall is we, we, uh, we employ a whitelist approach. We, we deny everything unless it's, it's, it says, uh, we tell the system that <laughs> this specific IP address is allowed to log in there. No one else can access it. So that scanning uh, thing goes away in terms of brute force on WP admin because now we just don't allow anybody to reach it. Right. So there's there's things you can do to, to, to mitigate, but it's a lot of it's it's done at the edge. No, that's really good. And it's like you said, it's almost like a sliding scale with how much you want to lock something down and how much you want to make it sure. available. And every client of our clients can be different. But I find the ones that have been hacked before suddenly very, very interested in this and are willing to yep. take the extra precautions to make that never happen again. So let's say doomsday happens. You know, and a client's website is hacked. You mm -hmm. know, what is the normal steps 
because I know someone will be watching this podcast and they will remember this step. So reach out to you guys. I mean, what, what would someone do if, they're, if, the, if their client's website was hacked? How much of their responsibility is it to clean up the client's site for them or who, where should they go? It, you know, and I don't, it really depends on the agreements with them. And that's, that's one of the important things when, when you're setting out to build uh, the relationship with the client, if you're talking about security from the early stages of, of, of engagement and setting expectations around, look, security is really important. This is, this is where we're responsible. This is where you're responsible as of this engagement. When this engagement ends, these are the things you got to take care of because if you get hacked, these are the problems you're going to run into. If you would like us to do that, we can do that. But this is part of uh, uh, this go forward maintenance and sustainment agreement. And one of those things is going to be security. Um, so being clear uh, and delineating uh, the responsibilities just through basic expectation management is going to put you in a better position to succeed with your clients long term. That's not just with security. That's with anything. You need to have that open communication. But the discussion needs to start from the beginning. Again, security is, is, is a bigger entity. It's a fluid thing. It's bigger than just um, updates, uh, but you need to align those expectations from the beginning with your clients. They don't know. You're the subject matter expert. You need to engage and, and let them know uh, what these things uh, are and what, what could potentially happen. So you get to the end stage, this website's online, and all of a sudden um, they get hacked six months later. If you don't have an engagement with them, they're still going to come back to you. And that's the reality of, of not having a maintenance and sustainment agreement. They're going to come back to you anyway, so why not uh, go and talk to them uh, about this? Um, I think that one of the important things, and even early on when you're setting up the site, is to make sure that everything is segmented. Um, uh, that that in and of itself is going to reduce the risk, one, of you know, getting infected, and two, getting reinfected. What we find often is what we call uh, uh, soup kitchen servers. Tony Perez, our CEO, uh, coined – we were joking around years ago and he coined this phrase. And, and it, it, I've used it in presentations since, I don't know, 20, 2011. Soup kitchen servers where you throw everything, including the kitchen sink, into that server. Okay, So you've got 20 websites, some uh, production, some staging, some development sites. You've got all of your backups. You've decided to throw all your email and your email processing on there. I don't know. Now it's a file server, so you're serving images off, whatever the case, but you've thrown it all in there. There's no segmentation. So that one important money-making website that you have in production that's involved with all this other crud on that server is now at a huge risk because all that other stuff, if any of it gets hit, you got what's called cross-contamination. Um, you get lateral movement in that shared environment, and now everything's uh, a risk of getting infected, even if it's vulnerable or not. So – from the beginning, when you're when you're putting a site up, is make sure that it's segmented. If you get to a stage where you're infected, you need to start uh, uh, segmenting uh, at at that stage. So that that's a that's a interesting um, thing to consider for for your clients is try to have their production sites away from everything else. Don't store everything on the server. Yeah. If it's not in use, don't 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 keep it. You can always download that plugin that you're not using right now if you want to use it later, uh, what have you. But um, they they will come back to you. They're they're going to ask you what's going on. Um, and if you're not sure how to clean it, yeah, certainly I would say uh, that's what we do for a living. We have an incident response team that works 24 hours a day. Um, uh, we've got, you know, we're a team of 100 folks now across the uh, 26 countries. Wow. We've got folks that can come in and clean your site. Uh, we clean 
we clean hundreds daily. So mm-hmm. it's it's something that we can certainly help with. Well, that's a, I think this is such a great uh, topic for this podcast, Dre, because you're right. It's all about education. And if we're going to mm-hmm. put ourselves in this space and provide product you know, to a client, we do need to educate ourselves on this huge piece of the puzzle yeah. that could kind of destroy everything you did, you know, you built. So um, we will put all this great stuff that Dre has told us in a download uh, for you to kind of download to the viewers and take it and educate yourself so that you know and you can you know re kind of regurgitate this to your clients so you can better protect yourself if uh, these things happen which inevitably i mean what i've had you know 50 plus clients on care plans over the course of the last couple of years and it's happened a couple times it's just inevitable even with all that you do so it's just inevitable so i appreciate this this was so informative and i think it really is going to resonate with a lot of our viewers and you are so kind to donate your time and, and give us all this gold. So I really appreciate it, Dre. And My pleasure. <clears throat> I'm going to have all the social media links and, and all that info in the blog post for people um, to follow you and follow Security and follow what you guys are doing. And we really appreciate you stepping into this space in the WordPress space and offering this this information for all of us. It's my pleasure, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's been a, a good time. Always, always love uh, talking about security and, and helping folks uh, f- find ways to uh, get better at what they're doing in terms of their management of their website. If you have the opportunity, head over to blog.security.net. Um, I just actually did a uh, a podcast and webinar. Uh, on um, this exact subject, how you kind of introduce uh, uh, website security for your client websites. So there's a couple of blog posts on, on on the blog there, as well as some links back to our webinars that uh, may, may be helpful as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Drake. All right. Thank you. A huge thanks to Dre Armida for that interview, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Now remember, to get that gold in order to educate yourself, to educate your clients, go to wpelevation.com slash Dre Armida for the download. And also, leave some comments in the comments section. We'd love to hear from you. As always, subscribe to this podcast, leave us a rating, show us some love. Uh, in order to do that, go to wpelevation.com slash iTunes. I hope to see you on the next podcast, and until then... Go Elevate.